Hello, welcome to the official Folk Albums chart show for March the 1st. We have six new entries and a brand new number one. We're going to have a high-energy live track from Pete and Diesel. We have an interview with Jim Geddy about his amazing album In Furrows of Commonplace. And we have music from Karen Matheson, Luke Concannon, Steve Tilston and The Staves. But let's start with the first of those new entries. At number 39, it's Up the Cut by John Wilkes, a series of songs mostly gathered from the Midlands. And here's John to introduce one of them. Hi, John Wilkes here. I'm just letting you know that there's a new album out on February 12th. It's called Up The Cut, and it's yet more songs collected in and around Birmingham and the Midlands. But this time, they're all played with this and just with me singing, so it's really stripped back and, and pared down. Uh, this is a song called John Riley, uh, and it was collected from a chap called George Dunn, who was from Quarry Bank in Staffordshire, and it was collected by a, a man called Roy Palmer. And a lot of the songs on this new album were collected by Roy Palmer. In a sense, it's a kind of tribute to him. Um, for the guitarists amongst you who often ask about this sort of thing in the comments on YouTube, it's uh, CG, CG, CD. Like that, and it's got the second fret capoed. Uh, so give it a go. See what you can do. This is John Riley. Thank you. 
as she's got the money to John Riley she did run Saying on this night to have your life my father's charge is gone But here's a thousand pounds in gold my mother sent to you Go quickly to America and quickly I'll pursue Soon as they've got the money the next day they sailed away But very quickly came a storm that lasted all the day The ship went down, all hands were lost and the father grieved so sore they found her in John Riley's arms, drowned upon the shore. And on her breast the note was writ, it's written all in blood Saying cruel was my father who went out to shoot my love But let this be a warning to all you maidens gay Never to let the lad you love sail to America Thank you, John. So here's the first chart rundown. At 40, it's Hold Fast by Stick in the Wheel. At 39, the aforementioned Up the Cut by John Wilkes. At 38, Seth Lakeman is live at St Andrew's Church, Plymouth. At 37, Jenny Sturgeon's beautiful tribute to Nan Shepherd's book, The Living Mountain. At 36, Show of Hands, Hang On In There with Battlefield Dance Floor. At 35, another new entry, West With The Lights' eponymous album, a debut for four young, talented musicians from Scotland, and we'll hear a track in a moment. At 34, Faye Heald's Rackline. At 33, Ralph McTell's Hill of Beans. At 32, Shirley Collins and Heart's Ease. And at 31, Time Is Going Faster from Barbara Dixon. But let's go back to that new entry at number 35. Here's Reels by West With The Light.
beautiful musicianship from Westward Delight at 35. On with the countdown. At 30, Bunkarth continued to celebrate all things Welsh in Bunkarth 2. At 29, Seth Lakeman's second entry, A Pilgrim's Tale. At 28, Joshua Burnside continues to take us into the depths of hell. At 27, Fairport Conventions seek fame and glory. 26 is Gwenifer Raymond's tribute to the Welsh mountains near her childhood home, Strange Lights Over Garth Mountain. At 25, Bibio are still sleeping on the wing. At 24, Tung and PTS Dead Club. 23 is Lancome's acclaimed The Live Long Day. 22 is Richard Dawson's 2020. And at 21, we find the Pogues reliving their BBC sessions from 1984 to 86. Well, it's always an eclectic mix here on the official Folk Albums chart show, but I want to tell you about a forthcoming episode of Folk on Foot, which features a man who personifies eclecticism. His name is Cosmo Sheldrake, and he is an electronic music maker, a producer, a singer a beatboxer, a Mongolian overtone chanter. He plays the bones. He plays actually over 30 instruments. And he takes us for a walk in Bowlesbury Wood, near where he lives in Hampshire. Here's a little film to get you in the mood. Do you often play outside like this? I do, yeah. And I've heard that you do gigs sometimes to places as well as to people. Yeah, I quite like the idea of trying to, um, especially because a lot of the music I'm about to play is recordings of birdsong, a lot of which were taken from around here. So reintegrating the recordings back with the places which they came from, which um, is quite a satisfying thing to do. I wish I could do that. That was Cosmo Sheldrake in Bowlesbury Wood, the new episode of Folk on Foot coming up on March the 12th. But now I'm delighted to say we're joined by Lucy Shields of the Folk Forecast, who's going to look ahead to some other digital events in the folk world over the next month. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Matthew. How's it going? Have you um, recovered from the Folk on Foot Festival of Love yet? Well, I'm still on a bit of a high, actually, because an astonishing amount of money raised, over £81,000 donated, for which thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Half of that, of course, going to the charity Help Musicians and half to the artists who took part. And that means that the Folk on Foot Festivals together have raised over £327,000 and they've been viewed more than a quarter of a million times on YouTube. So thank you for 
all your support for musicians in these in these terrible times. But what what events have we got to look forward to this month, Lucy? Um, well, speaking of the Folk and Foot Festival of Love, I know um, everyone had such a fantastic time. And the good news is that some of the artists that were at the festival are actually coming up this month as well. So there's Lady Nade doing a gig with Live to Your Living Room on the 10th of March. I know she went down an absolute storm at the festival and lots of people were hearing her for the first time and would like to know more. So this is a great opportunity to see her play a full gig. Then on the 31st of March, also with Live to Your Living Room, there's Martin Simpson and Andy Cutting. And the great thing about those gigs as well is that you can have a bit of interaction between the artist and the audience and ask them questions. So if you were kind of, if you felt like you wanted to dig a little bit deeper and find out more about them, um, then it's a great chance to do that. And that's all at livetoyourlivingroom.com. Then on the 13th of March, there's Leverett with King's Place. And a Leverett gig is just never the same, really, because they improvise and explore the tunes as they go. So it's always a really special experience. So I think that will be a great one as well. Three amazing <clears throat> gigs. But uh, are there any other things that have caught your attention? Um, yeah, a really great project I've just seen um, is the Nest Collective have done a great project with the English Heritage. The Nest Collective was founded by Sam Lee. And this project, Songs of England, it's pairing 12 traditional folk songs with some of England's most iconic historic places. So you've got artists like Faye Heald, Lisa Knapp, Sam Lee and John Bowden singing traditional songs. And there are beautiful videos of those historic places and the areas around them. And it's a great one for folk on foot fans because you've kind of got that connection between artists and songs and places that are connected to them. Sounds right up our street, that one. Uh, any new releases coming up in this month? Yeah, um, there's quite a few. Um, John Bowden's got a new one on the 5th of March called Last Mile Home. And it's about a long journey between the moors and the coast and kind of exploring the relationship between the human race and nature, really. Um, and it's actually the, the last in his trio of albums around climate change as well. And then on a similar vein, um, Ellie Gowers has got an EP coming out and that's got a really powerful message about climate change. That one's called Parting Breath. And the first track, The Sky is on Fire, has been on a lot in my house this week. Uh, so I really recommend it. And you can pre-order it on Bandcamp. And there's also a launch event on the 7th of March as well. Lucy, it's great to talk to you as always. And uh, we hope that you'll join us again next month. But if people didn't catch all of that, how did they find the folk forecast? Um, you can find the Folk Forecast just by Googling the Folk Forecast and you should find it there. Or you can follow us on social media channels. So we're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Um, just with, The handle is just the Folk Forecast. Um, and we publish every week with the upcoming gigs so you can stay in touch with what's coming up. Thanks very much as always, Lucy. We'll see you next month. Well, now we're going to hear a track from an album that's entered the chart at number 16. It's an astonishing 50 years since Steve Tilston made his debut album, but his latest shows that he hasn't lost his touch. He recorded it in lockdown, and here he is with a track from Such Times. Nail when you lay down to die. 
bones outside that Thanks to Steve Tilston. On with the countdown. At 20, Sam Lee's Old Wow continues to do well. At 19, Laura Marling's beautiful lockdown performance live at the Union Chapel. At 18, Chris Drever's peerless songwriting in Where the World is Thin. At 17, Martin Simpson's wonderful home recordings. At 16, it's Such Times from Steve Tilston. 
Then a string of live albums. At 15, Runrigger, still one legend, two concerts live. At 14, The Levelers' first entry with their classic Glastonbury set of 1992. And at 13, Scarivore are live across Scotland. A new entry at number 12 is the chirpy sound of Ecstatic Bird in the Running by Luke Concannon, and we'll hear a track in a second. At 11, the second entry by The Levelers, their studio album, Peace. But here's Luke Concannon at number 12, who's doing nothing. I'm not doing nothing at all, doing nothing at all with my life. I'm watching cage fighting, comedy shorts all night. I'm doing nothing at all. Oh, that I'm called to. Not living the life I was born to, cause I'm scared of my gift. I'm not doing nothing at all. I'm looking up ex-girlfriends with Facebook shining bright Reading about Ed Sheeran, thinking I inspired him Easier than taking the risk of being as bold as him Doing nothing at all that I'm called to Not living the life I was born to Cause I'm scared of my gift Oh, I'm never going to get anywhere Oh, I'm never going to sing my song Oh, I'll call out to my friends And I'll start to work with them and I'll get myself back on the road again Start giving up To what we're called to Born to share in our gifts, yeah. Luke Concannon with Doing Nothing from his number 12 album Ecstatic Bird in the Running. Well, now at number 10, we have another new entry, this time from the Scottish singer Karen Matheson. And this album has been 10 years in the making. And during those 10 years, Karen's had some very difficult personal times, including losing both her parents. So she put aside the songs that she'd started working on all that time ago. And she's called the album Still Time for two reasons. First, because of the way in which time seems to have stood still during lockdown, but also because she felt there was still time to go back to those songs and to work on them again. And thank goodness she did. She's rounded up a, a top cast of amazing Scottish musicians to work with her on the album. So let's hear a track from it now. This is called Cassiopeia Coming Through.
The beautiful Cassiopeia coming through from Karen Matheson's number 10 album, Still Time. Well, at number nine, we have Jamie Webster, the people's poet, with Boss. And then at number eight, this month's highest climber, up an amazing 19 places to number eight, is Jim Geddes in The Furrows of Commonplace. And I'm so pleased that other people are seeing what I'm seeing in this album, that it's one of the standouts of the moment. And I wanted to find out more about it, so... I called up Jim and asked him what he means by the title of the album. I think I was I was reading a book at the time and it was kind of mentioning how the furrows symbolised something that was deeper than necessarily a ploughed field. It was more of like a, a place of people dwelling, you know, like in at the bottom of, you know, not society, but like at, at the bottom of something where there's a community that are toiling and kind of getting through life, I suppose. And I was kind of, at the time I was trying to like uh, move away from the more landscapey stuff that I did on the last album before this and go more into the kind of community aspects and kind of social narratives that might be in those communities. You know, instead of writing kind of landscape sketches or composing music for landscape ideas, it's more of community-based kind of social narratives, people who, who are in those landscapes, I suppose. And, and the sense of common ownership of land is something that you feel pretty strongly about, I gather. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, I think even more so now, especially with, with kind of what's been going off uh, with lockdowns and stuff and just seeing the importance of community engagement with nature and just how, personally being from quite, I suppose it's a, a working class community, uh, with a background similar to that, how kind of less access and how how little access there is for communities like that and, and, and how little access we do have as a whole in this country in terms of being able to explore nature on our doorstep. Yeah. It's an interesting range of songs that you've got because you've got some traditional material, you've got some original material, you, you've got settings of poems and so on. How did you choose the, the, the songs that were going to make it onto the album? Um, it was kind of, there was, a, there was kind of an obvious thread that was being through a lot of the material that we ended up picking. There was, there was a similar thread that I started to kind of notice and, and they all kind of hinted at uh, narratives and concepts that I was trying to kind of in a subtle way, kind of get across through the music. I didn't, I didn't necessarily want it to be a political album, but there was kind of social and, and political stuff and themes within all of the songs that I ended up picking, whether it was like a historical perspective from, you know, a poet from like, you know, the early 19th century, or whether it was like a conversation that I overheard, you know, the other, the other week, you know, it was, there were similar threads and similar things that I was like seeing in all the songs that we ended up picking. There's a sense of anger and a sense of pain about some of the songs. Are there things that you're feeling angry about right now that you wanted to get off your chest? Um, it, it, it has aggression. It definitely has aggression. I think that it's um, at the time, I think it was, I was trying to capture a moment, like within most of the stuff that I end up writing, I, I try to kind of be honest and hold up a mirror to my environment and what's going on around it. And um, it was kind of a hard time and, and there was 
frustrations socially and, and politically going on. And, and, and I wasn't really seeing that being wrote about, or I wasn't seeing that actually have a voice. And I think there was also maybe a subconscious kind of uh, redirecting for me to kind of go, well, I have to be honest with, with how I'm feeling and what my environment is. And therefore that I, I really want this to kind of be heard in a way. I want this narrative, uh, I want it to be held up in the same way as my music. I want it to be, you know, I want it to be honestly portrayed. And I, I you know, I think I did that. Uh, and there is anger within that. There is anger within the lyrics and stuff because there was a, there was a frustration, I think. And there, there, there continues to be a frustration. I mean, you're looking back sometimes to the loss of the heavy industry, the loss of the mining industry in South Yorkshire, an area which I know very well coming from Sheffield. And of course, I can remember when those industries were there, but you're surely far too young to remember those. Are you picking up the, the folk memory from the people you meet, from your family and so on? Yeah, I mean, I had cousins who worked in the steelworks, uh, like uncles and, and aunties and stuff. And it's less about losing the industry because it naturally had to end, you know, for the benefit of the land and, and, and for each other and communities. But it was more about the way that it ended and being like, I grew up kind of half on one side of the city and on the other half of the city and where I spent my kind of uh, growing up time was in an ex mining village just on the outskirts of Sheffield. And I think where I was trying to come from with it was a kind of community that got forgotten about and not just forgotten about, but like directly um, attacked politically. And it was, uh, you know, I, I saw it growing up. I saw it from, you know, like the ex miners welfare and social clubs where people were unemployed after that for 30 years, you know, and, and they didn't, they didn't move on. And um, there's a lot, there's a lot of, obviously, there's a lot of intricacies to, to these things. And, I, you know, the area that I'm talking about is so much better for the ending of the industry, you know, like the woodland is opened and, and people can just go on, on walks and the land's kind of completely returned. However, I think the way it ended and the poverty and the kind of dismantling of community side of things instead of reinvesting into that community where the funds should have gone it got took away from it and uh, I think what I was trying to do with some of the songs that touch upon that industry was basically just like the song that I could hear was from a narrative of someone who was a minor who you know was looking on, on his you know what he was connected to gone and I was trying to kind of display that there are still stories and voices that necessarily didn't get heard at the time. But it's a very distinctive album musically. And, you know, it has its very much its own unique sound. Do you think your music has developed in a, in a new direction for this album? Yeah, I think, I think it always evolves. I've never really been someone who's just kind of done one thing. Like I kind of grew up in DIY communities in, in, in Sheffield where all kinds of experimental alternative music was going on. And I was definitely a part of those communities going into music. And so 
I hope I kind of do something different every time, really. I hope there's, um, I kind of see them as paintings. I, I, I normally kind of like see them as a whole world that you can kind of enter. And I'd, I'd never want to kind of create the same world, you know. And we're going to play a track now, uh, which is a setting of a John Clare poem. Would you just say a few words about why you chose to set this poem? Yeah, the, um, the poem, I came across John Clare a few years ago, and he, he just seemed like such an important figure, and it, it kind of really resonated with me. He was, he was like a, a peasant poet, as they called him, in the early 19th century, and he... He was an amazing poet, but he was also a, an amazing musician who he doesn't really get the kind of validation, I think, for his kind of folk songs collective and his own musicianship. He was a fiddle player and collected a lot of songs around his areas, which if it wasn't necessarily for him, he, a lot of those songs would have gone. Um, but his life was a symbol of kind of the enclosure act in England at the time where commoners as they were called on common land, kind of relied on kind of having free access to, to live and work on the land. And um, when the privatisation came in and, and landowners bought land, they got evicted. And he, his poetry explicitly explored that impact on that community. And um, that specific poem was about a specific river that he was like really connected to and the kind of destruction and the fencing off of it. Uh, and I think it was just it was such a, a poignant piece and such a poignant kind of thing to kind of think in a modern perspective of, of various things that's going on, whether it's HS2 or the Sheffield tree campaign at the time was parallel when I found the poem and that, that really resonated with me. So it's somehow just through the ages really spoke from an, a modern perspective as well. Well, Jim, it's been great talking to you. I'd, I'd love to uh, record an episode of Folk on Foot with you in the future. I hope you'll be up for going for a walk with us. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, well up for that. Brilliant. Meantime, congratulations on the success of, of the album. Let's hear that track now. Thanks, Matthew. Cheers. Son of poverty, the wild 
The Lamentations of Round Oak Waters from Jim Geddes' number eight album In the Furrows of Commonplace. When she came in to her power Continuing the countdown towards that brand new number one. At number seven is This Is The Kit with Off, Off, On. Wasn't ready, slower learner I don't care if Monday's blue At six, Kate Rusby's Hand Me Down. At five, the sea shanty craze continues to do well for the longest johns and cures what ails you. And then at number four, another live album. And we thought it would be great to remember what a really sweaty, high-energy gig at Glasgow's Barrowlands Ballroom feels like. So here are Pete and Diesel. Oh, 
Well, there's one to knock your socks off. That's Pete and Diesel live at Glasgow's Barrowlands in January 2020 at number four. At number three, Jamie Webster's back with We Get By. At number two, Laura Marling slips off the top spot with Song for Our Daughter, which means we have a brand new number one, and it's an emotional album for the three sisters that make up the staves. They've gone through some difficult times. They lost their mother. Emily had a child and a five-year relationship broke up. And so the album is overshadowed by those events. But they describe it as an expression of life, love and womanhood. So let's hear the title track. Here are the staves. Well, you say what you are, you never go back My song is a song, even buried in the black Well, I cover my mouth, and I straighten my back Well, I cover my mouth, and I straighten my back I'm a good woman I'm a good woman Be kind Staves at number one in the official Folk Albums chart for March the 1st. That's all for this month. 
Thank you, as always, to English Folk Expo, who licensed the chart to us. Thanks to my co-producer, Owen Ralph, to our researcher, Lucy Shields, and, as always, to the straw bear. We're back on March the 12th with that eclectic episode of Folk on Foot featuring Cosmo Sheldrake. Don't miss it. Don't miss it.